0: You're listening to the Ron and Don Show on the Ron and Don Radio Network, ronanddon.com. All right, look out now. They heard your plea. Now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show coming to you live from the Les studios. And don't forget everything right now, just in time for Christmas. You can find out. Well, what do we have in time for Christmas?
1: Absolutely. We got the Ronadon t-shirts up right now, $5 of which still go to Charlie's Dinosaur. And we got another big check presentation that's coming up. Some really good news for Charlie's Dinosaur going into 2020. So those t-shirts are up right now. They do run slim. Yeah. They are slim fit, but the, the feel of the cotton's much better. But you might go up a size if you're not a slim fit type of body. And then the second thing is we have the dog bandanas, which I have been told work on cats, yeah. uh, or any maybe even babies. Like you can put these Bandanas on just about anything you want to put a bandana on. They were specifically designed for dogs, though.
0: Hey, coming up, uh, if you like to meditate, and a lot of people now have morning routines where you wake up and you meditate in the morning, maybe you shouldn't be meditating because there's some new science on it. We'll talk about that. And also, I am thrilled to share with you a story about a couple guys that jumped in a car. And I wish it was Burt Reynolds and Dom DeLuise, but it wasn't. Yeah, me too. And they made a cannonball run. And know, you're, that was a crazy story. You're not going to believe how fast they went across the United States of America and what happened when they saw cops. We'll talk about that straight ahead coming up on uh, this episode of the Ron and Don Show. But uh, let's take a moment right here. Ron just got back from traveling. He traveled over uh, Thanksgiving, the Thanksgiving holiday. And we mentioned something. In our last podcast about you, and and this is I love this about you, uh, you're not afraid to get on a plane and travel alone. You're not afraid to go somewhere, anywhere in the world, and just and you jump into the culture, you experience it. Uh, when I've traveled with Ron before, what's so great about him is you feel like you're with a tour guide because you do an outstanding job of putting together a trip that anybody would want to go on. And the other thing that I love about you is you're willing to try anything at least once.
1: Well, I did want to say, because we didn't get a chance to talk about it last week, is this was a big deal for me this year specifically uh, because when I got divorced, I went through an exercise that you see me go through with some other people when we we're doing Ronadon sit-downs, yeah. and it's called dreamlining. And so what dreamlining is, is it's a questionnaire. The first place I saw it was in a, a Tim Ferriss book, mm-hmm. uh, The 4-Hour Week. And so it f- tries to focus you on, what is really important to you like a lot of times people go oh this is what I dream about I dream about this I dream about that and then they don't ever actually do it so the example that he always gives in the book is that he had this dream of driving a Lamborghini I think it was a Lamborghini it might have been an Austin Martin this is when he was in his 20s and so he's like there's no way I could ever do that you know it's it's you know a $300,000 car I've always dreamed of this and that's part of the exercise is admitting to yourself, what is the biggest, most outlandish thing that you'll actually allow yourself to dream about? And so in the example he, he gives, he goes through and he said, you know, he goes, I was actually able to find a two-year-old used vehicle at a high luxury dealership. And, and I went and talked to him. I did the math. It was $2,300 a month. Mm. And he said, I actually could afford that. Yeah. He goes, if I wanted to lease that car for two years, he said, he goes, it would have been a stretch, but he goes, it was within my grasp to do that. And so did I really, was that really my dream? Mm. Or was that just a story that I told myself? And so you go through this exercise, and the thing that I did in that exercise is I decided that travel was a thing that really recharged my batteries, expanded my world, and that I wanted to do that. So when I got divorced, even though financially it wasn't easy for me, I started taking trips. And so I went to Ireland and I went to London with you and my brother and and I went to Tokyo and I went to uh, Nicaragua. And so I went to these trips and it it really did accomplish the things that I wanted to do. And I tried to save money and and I went through the whole exercise when we got fired uh, at the radio show. The first thing that I cut was travel. I had a trip scheduled last summer with my brother again and Tom Tangney at the radio station. We had talked, dreamed about for years of going to the Tour de France. That's right. I remember this. And yeah. so I had booked the trips. I had the, the plane right. tickets ready.
0: Uh, I had Airbnbs reserved. You're going to go stand on the sidelines as, as they <clears throat> cycled on through, right? I had a
1: car rental yeah. done. Uh, uh, and it's, if you've ever uh, researched uh, the Tour de France, you've got to be a year out mm. uh, to get any sort of room. So I did that. Now, I canceled that trip. I didn't go, and I regret it now. I should have gone on that trip uh, because I was afraid. Uh, I didn't know where my next paycheck was going to come from, and I went into a turtle shell, and I didn't do that trip. And so when we started to get uh, our real estate license going, our real estate business going, even though this couple weeks ago, I still am not ready to do it. I still financially, it still was not the best decision in the world. But it wasn't a huge amount of money, but it was money that I decided to plant a flag in the universe and say, this is what I've said is my dream and the thing that is meaningful to me. And it's not meaningful to everybody. I get that, that it's not a big deal to everybody, but that's my thing. And so I decided to take the trip uh, and to go out on a limb Mm -hmm. and to kind of make a declaration. And I don't believe in this whole... Like, what's it called? The speaking stuff into the universe? The wish or the whatever. You know You know the thing I'm talking
0: I about. I like speaking stuff into the universe. I, I'll, I, I speak stuff into I, the universe. I speak stuff. I'll, I'll give it a shot. But I
1: don't believe that then it makes it come back to you or whatever, whatever that thing is. I it's think like, it
0: does, actually.
1: So, But what I do think is that it, it, gets, it gets you out of a fear mindset. Okay, And so I said, I'm going to do this trip even though it's not the greatest financial move in the world because it's my thing. And I believe that in doing this, my fear is going to lessen and that going into 2020 that Ron and Don and that our business with, with Windermere is going to take off, not because I went on the trip, but because I'm not operating from a, a position of fear. Yeah. So when I was over there, Good for you. I took a food trip, Mm -hmm. a food tour with this woman called Chelsea, who was, she was a delightful.
0: And the reason we're talking about this is because you mentioned something online about what you're about to share and people went nuts, right? Okay, so
1: disclaimer, if
0: you're squeamish,
1: (laughs) skip forward like five
0: minutes. I might have to leave right now.
1: And so we're on this food tour. And so part of the thing of going into the culture when you're in Shanghai, I was like, all right, I'm going to go, I'm going to go for it. I'm going to take a food tour. Yeah. Whatever the guide brings out, whatever I'm going to experience it. It sure. may not be my favorite thing, but if I say that I want to go experience a, another culture yeah. and another way of life, I'm going to go do it. So we're cruising around. It's me. It's Chelsea. And it's this couple from Israel. Hmm. And uh, we're cruising around and we're eating stuff. First couple trips are are great and they're accessible and it's different noodle dishes and it's different dumplings. And she's teaching us how to slurp up the dumplings currently in the Chinese way. And we're all having a good time. Had a couple beers. Uh, we're going through this trip. And then she goes, okay, guys, we got two more, two more trips with this next one is going to be a challenge. But you said you want to do this, so this is a Szechuan delicacy.
0: I like that you said it, too. Yeah. Because you can't say that word and you said it. Szechuan. Say nuclear.
1: And so uh, the thing about this is is in China, it's not like you're going down to the you know, Panda Express. They have these two different uh, berries that they uh, grind up together, and one of them literally numbs your lips and your tongue, and the other one is spicy. Wow. And so she says in the Szechuan area of China, like, if you were going to watch a soccer game, what you would eat with it is, is Sichuan rabbit heads. Oh, wow. And I'm like, what are you talking about? She goes, they take... And she goes, especially in, like, France, where they eat a lot of rabbit, mm-hmm. they don't like the heads. They ship all those heads over to China. And the Sichuan people, they can't get enough of them. Can't get you enough get of a, Like, like when, we, when you eat, like, wings yeah. at a Super Bowl party, in Sichuan, it would be a pile of rabbit heads. Wow. And, again, disclaimer, you can flash forward a, a couple minutes now. So I was like, I don't know about this. So they come out. They give us. Plastic gloves. Cause like you don't want to touch this these spices and then touch your eyes or oh, touch really? your face or whatever. They're that,
0: the spices are that crazy. They're numbing wow.
1: and, and and hot. So they bring this out. I should let me see if I can find the picture real quick. Cause I want you to see this and describe it. So I uh, they bring out a um, this bowl or this plate. And so on the plate is three rabbit heads. And I'm scrolling through my photos right now because I want Don to see the rabbit heads. Uh, and I, when you see this plate, it was like, ah, boy, I don't know. Hold on. Where are they? Where, where are my rabbit heads at? Cause you got to see this. All right, Don, I'm handing you my phone. You can see a Chinese beer in the background. Describe what you see. <laughs> it's a plate.
0: Oh my gosh. Wow. Uh, they look like cooked little heads.
1: There's no fur. There's no fur. But there are three rabbit heads on this place. And
0: they're just staring at you.
1: I got one. Chelsea got one, and the man from Israel got one. His wife was is uh, was like, no, thank you. I'm not going to eat that.
0: It's just three rabbit heads, and it looks. Uh, they place these in a bowl, and they're just, they're they're just who, rabbit heads. Who's ever about to eat this rabbit head? It looks like the eyes are in, and it's just staring back at you, right? Right,
1: so Chelsea grabs a rabbit head, and she goes, okay, here's <sighs> Peter Cottontail.
0: She's oh my like, gosh. here's how
1: this works. Everybody got your gloves on. This is going to be spicy. Here's how like, get your beer ready. Okay.
0: So she's like. <laughs> how, are, how are you feeling at this moment?
1: I was apprehensive, yeah. and I was like. Like ah, this is not my. I wanted to pass and just tap out. And you know, I was like, "This is what you came here for." This is if you, you want it, like this is a delicacy. That's right. This is like eating wings in China. So let's do this. So she goes, "Okay, step one." And this will be the best part. She goes, you can uh, pull out and eat the rabbit cheek. Mm. So you do that, and they do beef cheeks. Like that's a that's a thing that people gourmets would eat. So pull that out, eat it. It was a little bit greasy, a little bit spicy. Wasn't bad. If you've ever had rabbit or if you've ever had you know uh, venison or whatever you kind of understand this what type of meat this is and so then she says okay step two is grab a hold of the lower jaw and the upper jaw and start to pull you're gonna have to pull apart she goes, pull apart the jaws. Yeah. And so at this point, it's a, it's getting a little squirrely.
0: And yet, if you think about it, I mean, we pull apart wings, right? And we pull apart chickens all the right. time. But to pull it, oh, to, to basically break the head of a rabbit open.
1: So We break the jaw into the lower jaw and the upper jaw. Okay. And so she, there was a little bit of meat in there. Yeah. And then she goes, okay, now we're going to try the rabbit brain. And I'm like, <laughs> come on, Chelsea. <laughs> She goes, no, the brain is actually really good. (laughs) Yeah. And so the Israeli guy pops the brain into his mouth. He does. His wife is under the table at this point. Like, she just can't deal. Yeah. And so I take the rabbit brain. Fully clothed,
0: by the way, but I'd be with her. Right. So
1: uh, I take the rabbit brain, and I eat half a rabbit brain. I didn't just pop it in my mouth like a Tic Tac. Yeah. I ate half the rabbit brain. It was not bad. Mm. wasn't my favorite thing ever. Rabbit yeah. brains are pretty small. Yeah. they're they're not uh, super smart uh, yeah. animals, but to eat that. And then she goes, "Okay, now break the lower jaw into the two halves of the lower jaw because we're going to need the the la- rabbit tooth mm. on that lower jaw to get the eyeball out of the eye socket." Ah! <laughs>
0: <laughs> so Chelsea oh, oh.
1: takes the the this tooth on the the tip of the jaw. Sure, it starts going to town. Okay, when I see her do that, yeah, I was like, I'm out. You're out. I'm out. I can't do it. That was it. I cannot do it. We've been offered a fish eye when we were in alaska yeah i just i can't do eyes can't do it can't do it fish eyes rabbit eyes any sort of eyes like that's where i draw the line Mm -hmm. i texted our old pal rachel bell and she was like i would have tried that eyeball i'm like i know you would have yeah because she's eaten like horse before but i just could not do that couldn't do it i did a, a rabbit cheek yeah I did rabbit brain. Rabbit brain. Uh, but I couldn't do rabbit eyeball. And your lips are numb from this special yeah. Szechuan spice thing that they do. Uh, tongue was on fire. Ooh. Washed it down with some Chinese beer. Chinese beer is actually pretty good. Uh, okay. uh, and then that, that was that. Luckily, we ended the the last thing. That wasn't the end of the meal. The last part of the tour was sort of like some dessert items. Because it sounds like you might have walked away hungry. If you No, dude, we had had like 12 do, different do dishes. Do you sit down then. and
0: eat like 12 rabbit heads, though, or do you just eat the one? Because it looks just, like... Just the one. You just eat the one.
1: Yeah, So no. it's not like
0: wings where you'd sit down and eat, if you eat were, 12 wings.
1: If you were at a Szechuan soccer watching party, okay. you would. You would? Oh, yeah, they like to have a whole bucket of them.
0: Okay. No yeah. eyeball for you. No, I'm out on the eyeball. Well, I'm proud of you. you ate the brains. Oh, my my grandfather, when I was younger, he loved calf brains, and he also loved head cheese. Do you know what head cheese is? Yeah, I don't need to go into that. I wouldn't eat that. He would either. sit there at breakfast and have scrambled eggs, sc- scrambled calf brains, and then uh, and then he would mix in some head cheese with that. So,
1: so I'll I'll tell you, my grandfather. Should I post the picture of the heads online? I think so, or is that yeah. too much? No,
0: I think we should. Yeah, where are you gonna put them?
1: Well, I guess I'll put them on my Facebook.
0: Okay, run and up and you show can
1: me. retweet it, or you can re Facebook it. I'll do it. No, sounds great.
0: Hey, uh, did you get up this morning? A-, a lot of people are talking about having a morning routine, and they're talking about waking up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. Maybe you take a cold shower. Uh, maybe you meditate. Maybe you sing. Maybe you go for a run, do some kind of exercise. Uh, there's some new research out that says, hey, if you wake up in the morning or you go on a trail run and you're doing some meditating, you may not want to meditate too much. And there's some interesting science behind it. We'll talk about that next, coming up in one minute on the Ron and Don Show.
1: You should buy a shirt. It's the Ron and Don Nation t-shirt. $5 goes toward helping kids.
0: It's cops helping kids. Find out more at ronanddon.com. Hey, I don't know if this happened to you, happened to me the other day. I jump in my truck. I have a 4Runner. It's real wheel drive, and it used to be when I had these old tires on it. In fact, the tires that came from the Toyota manufacturer – The truck would spin out all the time, and I had a hard time controlling the truck. Well, what I did is I went to Les Schwab, and they put on some brand new tires. They have their own tire line now, and I'm telling you, it has made a world of difference in the way that my truck performs. I no longer have to put it in four-wheel drive when it gets rainy out, and I used to have to do that with the other tires. So if you're looking for some brand new tires, and you want to make sure that these tires are going to perform when it rains out or when you're heading up to the pass and all the snow and everything else. What you want to do is you want to stop by a Les Schwab Tire Center and say, hey, let me look at the custom Les Schwab tires in the Les Schwab Tire line, all right? Yeah, you can be a part of something really, really incredible too because Les Schwab right now has a big toy drive going on. We want to make sure that every child in Western Washington gets a toy for the holidays. Leschwab.com. Find one of those locations near you. Just go to Leschwab.com, and don't forget, Les Schwab doing the right thing. You know it matters.
1: Ron and Don are licensed real estate brokers with Windmere Midtown. Are you ready to buy or sell a home? Yeah, call my dad or his best friend, Ron.
0: All right. Our thanks to Les Schwab. We're broadcasting live from the Les Schwab Studios. They heard your plea. Now you got three. Three episodes of the Ron and Don Show. Every Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, welcome to episode number uh, thirty-five. When you wake up in the morning, Ron, do you have a do you have a morning routine now? I know you have a book nook, uh, but do you have a morning routine? I do. And how has your morning uh, routine developed? Because I've noticed you become more of an early riser. Because uh, I hear from you a lot more. I used to try to communicate with you early in the morning. You weren't up yet. And now you might be getting up before I'm getting up. Uh, I, I've had some jet lag issues lately. But uh, my, my new morning routine, and
1: I, I'm trying to solidify this more, is I do a 10-minute a, a guided meditation. That's awesome. Uh, and then I eat breakfast, which is usually a very small breakfast. And I read uh, something of like an inspirational nature, something that's not... News, yeah. because the news can immediately take you down this rabbit hole of like impeachment or uh, so-and-so was shot.
0: Eating th- rabbit heads out yeah. of a rabbit
1: hole, all kinds of stuff. There was he- like a triple homicide over here or yeah. a car crash over there. So I read something uh, that's sort of inspirational in nature. Okay. Uh, and then what i what i my in my idealized self at that point then i do some sort of exercise yeah and sometimes i do it sometimes i don't that's the weakest link in my morning routine and then after that i have uh that i I sort of sit down and do a couple things for the the business has it has
0: it changed has it made you uh is it changed your life
1: yeah i think the um you know, the more and more I do things like this, the more I think that it's just having structure and doing something is better than doing nothing. Mm-hmm. So I think that's, for me, the the majority of it. But I have found, I, I do the Sam Harris app, um, Waking Up, and I find it to, to actually be helpful and to sort of focus my, my head yeah. a little bit.
0: Well, let's let's talk about your morning routine or just meditation in general, because I think a lot of people, as we get older and we start to get filled with anxiety... And especially when you get in this election cycle and so many things are going on and you're trying to be a good parent and you're trying to be successful at work and trying to be a good partner. And so uh, a lot of us end up saying, hey, you know what got pushed away is just me kind of taking care of myself and doing some self-care stuff. And that's one of the reasons why people love to meditate. Uh, There's this website I love to go to. It's called the Well and Good website. And uh, Julia Riles has a new article out. And they're talking about meditation, and she talks about a young lady by the name of Eva. And Eva is 31 years old, and she lives in Paris. She has severe anxiety because something happened to her when she was young, and they don't talk about what happened. Something happened to her that brings on a lot of trauma and is really affected her physical and her mental health. So what she has started to do is she started to meditate. And she said, though, when she meditates – and meditates too long on some of the things that have happened in her life, they become triggers, and they start triggering things. And when she gets done with meditation, because she's been meditating about something, this trauma that's happened for 20, 25, 30 years, it becomes worse, and she gets even filled with more anxiety. And so the it, it's interesting when you look at this. Some of the science says that when it comes to meditation, for some people that have experienced this kind of trauma, to stop and sit there, and meditate on it, and trigger, and trigger, and trigger, could actually be bad, and not helpful, and not healthy for your mental health.
1: Yeah, but this, I, I agree with you, and I read the article, and I, I think that in her specific case, she clearly needs to get some, some therapy, and some other tools in her tool, toolbox, but I, I just did a, a guided meditation this morning, it's odd that we, we talked about this, that the whole purpose of it was to invoke a negative emotion or was to invoke something that you were anxious about and then to watch how quickly it dissipates when you just focus on the the physical sensations of that thing. And so for me... Uh, there's a situation that's going on with me right now. It's causing me some anxiety that's going to happen here in the, in the near future. And so when you just focus on that, like I feel it right in the middle of my chest, right on the, on the breastbone. Mm. And so that's where it presents for me. Some people might feel it in their head or their breathing or wherever. And so you just actually focus on that. And like, what does that feel like? And what, is it, uh, you know, what does it do to your body? And then it, it's, it, it dissipates. So in like 30 seconds or 40 seconds, it just sort of unravels. And so that's the whole purpose of the exercise I did today is like, you can't, if you really think about it, you can't be enraged for days at a time or even hours at a time. It's like to really live in like a state of rage, maybe minutes, most of the time, seconds at a time, the state of euphoria, you can't be euphoric for three days. Uh, without probably chemical help. And so, you know, you really an emotional state only lasts for a pretty short amount of time. This thing, though, it's clear to me that, yeah, you would probably want to go to a counselor and and work on that, the underlying issue, before you. But the meditative practice, doesn't mean the meditation's wrong, it means that she's trying to avoid this trauma, and so the trauma needs to be
0: dealt with first. Yeah, and what you learn about when you go to cognitive therapy, for instance, which is what I do, Uh, or you do meditation, this is really exposure uh, therapy. And what it does is it exposes you to uncomfortable things. And you learn to sit with uncomfortable things. And that has been really hard for me in my life, to sit with things that are uncomfortable, to sit with things that are uncomfortable in my life and not take control and not try to fix those. Well,
1: even like we mentioned travel in the first segment, yeah. you had to get a whole routine to be on an airplane I did. for eight I, hours.
0: I, I did. And, and going back to this, like I grew up in a family where there was lots of trauma and there's lots of issues and lots of problems, and half my family is gone now. My father has passed away. My little sister has passed away. My brother and I are strange at this point. And so I have a connection with my older sister and my mom. And at times, that brings me a lot of anxiety, and I have a hard time sitting with that. But if you take some time in the meditative process and you learn to sit with uh, discomfort, and here's the other thing. When I see other people hurting, if my partner is hurting, if I see you hurting, Ron, if I see my son hurting, I want to rush in and go fix that. I picked my son up from school the other day, and I could tell he was really sad. And I got down on one knee and I hugged him, and I said, hey, what is going on? And I told myself, When you ask him what's going on, then just be quiet and just listen and don't try to fix everything for him because he's nine years old and learn to sit with his discomfort and learn to sit with his feelings. And so that's what I did, and what I learned that afternoon is just by listening to him, he felt heard. And I don't do a very good job sometimes of of making sure that I'm listening to people because I rush in to help instead of just sit there and listen that's really hard for me. You're better at that. Uh,
1: it's, it's hard for me You're, too. You,
0: you, you are though. You you are better at sitting sitting with people in discomfort and not trying to oh, give give too much advice. I give way too much damn advice.
1: Well, it's it's a hard it was a hard learned lesson. But back to the, I, I would encourage people start with an, if you've never done meditation and, and believe me, for years I thought this was woo woo BS that didn't have any place in my life uh, until I started having some anxieties. It, start with one of the guided things. I like the Sam Harris app, but there's other ones out there. Uh, 10% Happier with Dan Harris, so all the Dans. Yeah. Uh, that's a pretty good app. Uh, Calm, other people have good success with that. That one, I think, uh, is the most popular one.
0: I got. I listened to 10, 10% Happier. I got up to 12%. Good for you. Yeah. I was you t- always want to overachieve. I walked away with a 12%. I'm, I'm like, wow. Let's
1: start there. And and do the the introductory thing, and and I think you'll find that it, it really does help.
0: Here's what helps me if you're stuck and you're spinning out on something. That's when I write it down. When I write it down and I put it in a journal or I write a lot on my iPad, when I write it down and I put it there, then what I can do is I can go back and I can read through it at a time where I'm not feeling anxious about it. And it helps me take these things that I've meditated, that I've thought about, and put them somewhere in my life. Because I know that they're written down, and I can come back, I can return, and in a way, I can let it go. I heard a genius
1: it, so. thing the other day from one of our uh, coworkers at Windermere that said she schedules her worry time.
0: Yeah, that's right. And so she ten has— minutes, Ten minutes a she day. She says, I worry
1: yeah. at 4 p.m. or whatever it was. And so when she has a thought during the day uh, that that's causing her to worry, she writes it down and goes, I'm going to—I worry—my I, worry time— is scheduled in at four. Yeah. So by the time she gets to four, most of the time she doesn't have to worry about it. I think
0: anymore. at the end of the day, no matter what you do, because some people feel like, well, if you're running and meditating, you can't really do that. That's not meditation. I don't agree with that. I think it's just whenever you're taking time for yourself to take care of yourself. Yeah, there's are,
1: walking meditations take, and running meditations. Take
0: care of you, and then you can take care of others. But you got to wake up. But Just and don't, don't take constantly care feed
1: tunes and feed podcasts and feed content in your yeah. earballs. Like I think the part of it is just shutting that off. So
0: much information out there that it doesn't change you unless you sit with that information and sometimes that's what we need to do too. We need to sit with that and that makes us uncomfortable. I know it makes me uncomfortable for sure. So, uh, you know what else makes me uncomfortable? Long plane rides and long car rides. I don't like long plane rides and I don't like long car rides. Plane rides because I feel like I'm going to fall from the sky. Car rides because if I'm sitting in the back seat, my vertigo takes off and I get really sick and you've seen that when we've gone out and we've done some real estate it's really hard for me to sit in the back seat when we go out and we look at homes. Anyway, you're not going to believe what these guys did. One guy dresses up like Burt Reynolds. Another guy dresses up like Jerry Reed. They got another guy that dresses up like Dom DeLuise. And they go on a cannonball run. I didn't see Sally Field in this, though, which was a little disappointing, right? Anyway. Is there a firebird, teatop? A real-life cannonball run. You're not going to believe how fast these guys went across all of the United States. You're not going to believe what they did. And how they did it. We'll tell you about it next right here. It's episode 35 of the Ron and Don Show. 36. We'll, oh, 36. It's episode 36. We'll see you in about six seconds.
1: Hey, Ron Don here for Les Schwab. Don, the other day I was uh, driving out by Gold Bar. I hit a little patch and my wheels just started spinning. I'm like, what? This is not like six inches of snow. What is going on? I know that you changed out your tires recently. You're getting much more traction with the Les Schwab tires. I'm thinking maybe I should just drive into my Lesh problem and say, tell me about these, because I was spinning out like I'm on six inches of ice.
0: Yeah, they have their own uh, custom tire line right now, and you stop by and just say, hey, I heard Ron and Don talking about this on the podcast, that you guys have your own tires now. And the thing that I love about their tires, if you don't love them, you can just return them, and you can drive on these tires for weeks, and just say, hey, I don't like these tires. Bring them back, and they will make sure that they put some tires on that you love. I don't think you're going to return them, though. I haven't returned mine. Stop by Les Schwab Tire Center. How do you find one? Schwab.com. That's Schwab.com. And don't forget to ask for the Les Schwab Best Tire Value Promise. It just means for the life of the tire, everything is free. All right? Schwab.com. Let's say it together. Doing the right thing. It matters this holiday season. <laughs> You're listening to the, Ron and Don Show. to the Ron and Don Show. And yes, my dad's pretty annoying. All right, one of my favorite movies of all time. Sometimes you think a movie is your favorite movie, and then you go to sit down, and you're like, this is a god-awful movie. That's how I feel about It's a Wonderful Life.
1: Oh, I can't. I thought so I old-school
0: movies. I thought wow. I loved Black and White It's a Wonderful Life. like,
1: Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Horrible yeah. now.
0: Then you sit down with it, and you're like, man. This is slow, Jimmy Stewart. Pull your hat out of your huh? Get let's to just the get point. Here. Let's get on with Where's it. There's a car chase. Yeah, let's hear the bell ring, and, uh, and the angels appear, and don't jump in the river, and we'll just get over. It'll be over. So, I tried. I I, I sold my son on this, a wonderful life the other day. We lasted about four minutes on it. I'm like, like, we're going to getting some popcorn. We're gonna sit down. Daddy. It's a wonderful life. We're going to see Jimmy yeah. Stewart. We're going to watch a black and white movie first time for a nine year old. Uh, we were watching The Grinch Stole Christmas for about yeah. Uh, Takes
1: them too long to wind it up, man.
0: Four minutes. In, by the way, have you seen Charlie uh, the dog got a haircut? I don't know if you've seen him. He looks like the Grinch's dog now. Uh, you got to send me a picture. I haven't uh, seen I haven't him. Send you a picture of Charlie. So
1: yeah. I know one of your favorite movies is Cannibal Run. This is back yes. in Burt Reynolds' heyday. Because
0: this one, you think it's a great movie. You had My point Smokey was Smokey and the Bandit. You think it's a great a great movie, and then you go back, and it's 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 even better well, when you sit down. He
1: had him. this stretch where uh, Burt Reynolds, Smokey and the Bandit Part One and Two. Then he had the longest yard and cannonball run. And so he had put together sort of this and if you remember Burt Reynolds was a he was a running back, I believe at Florida. Or Florida State. I think Florida Seminoles. He blew out his knee. Yeah. And then he uh, turned to acting, uh, became an actor slash model, rocketed to the most famous man in America. And so that little stretch of movies.
0: Mary Lonnie Anderson.
1: Mary Lonnie Anderson from WKRP in Cincinnati. That little stretch of movies uh, at the time was like the highest grossing, biggest smash hits. He was the preeminent star. Mm -hmm. And so Cannonball Run was a, a fictionalized version of this real race where people unofficially this is not a sanctioned event Mm -hmm. but unofficially you try to race from coast to coast uh in a vehicle uh, without getting caught by the police in the fastest time wins and so there's a new story coming out i I read this on boston.com of some uh, guys that put together the race uh from the east coast to redondo beach california and I, I'm trying to d- figure out the best way to do the reveal here, but they bought a, a Mercedes that was 800 horsepower. 800 horsepower. Mercedes modified this Mercedes with, like, they, they took off the emblem and put some different obscuring technology on the taillights. They've had an interrupt switch, so if they wanted to, d- to disable the brakes lights at the back, that they could. Uh, they had radar. They had spotters. They had, like, shock mount um, binoculars so they could look for heat-seeking devices. Big Gas
0: tank, they put a sixty gallon Big gas, gas tank. tanks yeah. in
1: there, and so they ended up uh, averaging one hundred and three miles an hour. That's the average. They made it two thousand eight hundred twenty five point three miles uh, across thirteen states in twenty seven hours wow. and twenty five minutes. Top speed in the middle of nowhere was one hundred and ninety three miles per hour. So you're smiling ear to ear right now. Yeah. Before you tell us how great this is. Warn all the kids to not go 195 miles I don't, an hour. I
0: don't. I don't know if it's great, and you probably shouldn't do this. And this is probably not a great idea. But all I know is all the cops that I've talked to about this story, yeah, they love this story. They absolutely. What do they love about? And it? And I thought what was interesting about these guys. These guys would not turn the radio on. They did not listen to a podcast. They had their binoculars out the whole time because uh, they were looking for Smokies uh, and and the bear handing out uh, and the bandit. They were looking, candy. Yeah, they were looking. And and what's incredible? They thought at one point they were going to get pulled over they never got pulled over they saw a a cop car going the other way they turned off all their lights and kept moving uh, and it ended up that they went from coast to coast without ever getting pulled over they also sat down for hours and days trying to figure out the best route to go so they didn't run into construction it's incredible that they average 103 miles they beat the record by an hour and a half yeah and that they almost got up to 200 miles an hour so uh but how do you sit in a car going that fast for that long without a podcast on, you're not listening to the Ron and Don show, I would probably get a little bored after a while. Well,
1: but... they had a lot of stuff to do, uh, as you, you just described. I, the, the, the speeds are insane on a highway because when you're at a racetrack, you and I have done a, a racetrack at the Texas Motor Speedway. They sweep it. And NASCARs.
0: They, yeah. yeah, NASCARs. We, they
1: made, things, we yeah. didn't go 193, but we were well over 100. But they, they, they make sure the track is safe, it's well lit, everything is swept. When you're on the highway, there could be a hubcap in there. Yeah. Like, you hit a hubcap. Yeah. At 193 miles an hour, you hit a deer at 193. You guys are
0: dead. That's why they had the binoculars out because they were they, they, were, they were looking. They're
1: heat seeking. Uh, are they heat yeah. uh, heat signature yeah. binoculars? Yeah, they
0: were. Lo- so so they were looking for all that kind of stuff. Again, so, anyway, Don I know, is excited I know, about this. Know, but
1: he wants to tell you to don't Don't go I 193 know we're supposed
0: to hate it, but there's a part of me that just loves it. In a it's in an a, incredible accomplishment. It is an incredible accomplishment.
1: Like again, I I would be surprised.
0: I think most cops, if you've ever... I'm I shouldn't say this. They interviewed some cops about this story, and as long as they didn't use their names, they came out and said, yeah, we, we love this story. And some of my cop friends I sent this article to, uh, and they absolutely love it I've done more
1: also. than my fair share of ride-alongs in my life. One of the things that your typical cop enjoys the most is going fast is that they can turn the lights on and, and the sirens yeah. and go really really fast and just go fast and they, they do have high performance driving training
0: though. yeah hey uh thanks for stopping by Listen to episode number 36 of the ron and don show we really appreciate you and we also really appreciate when you subscribe uh and also give us give us a rating right yeah we've
1: been getting a lot of ratings so we appreciate that the thing that would help us the most is if you can copy, when you are listening to this on a podcast player, especially for Apple, hit the little box with the up arrow. That says share, and share it on your social medias for us, uh, because a lot of people still don't know that we're doing the podcast. We get emails all the time, like, oh my God, you guys are back. It's like, yeah, we've been back for a long time. Share it for us. That would be the biggest compliment you could give us, is to share an episode on your socials. Yeah,
0: and don't forget, Ron and Don, we're licensed brokers. We do something called the Ron and Don Sit Down. We sat down with Julie last we week. We sat down with Julie last week. We went to her house, and we sat down, and she made us some cookies, which us really They were cool. very good. Yeah, and we had some coffee, and we sat there... And and we met her dogs. I loved River, by the way. River is a cool dog. And we just, we had a conversation. And I'm not going to go, it's a private conversation that we had. But anyway, we kind of talked about and we dreamed a little bit about what Julie's life will be like in the next five, ten years. And is real estate going to be a part of that? So if you want to do a run and done sit down, we can come to your place. You can come to our office at Windermere or South Lake Union. We'd love to sit down with you. It costs you absolutely nothing to do. It, it takes about an hour to 90 minutes. And let's dream together as we head into uh, 2020. All right? Uh, How do they find Ron? Ron at Windermere.com. Yeah, you can send
1: me an email. Find me on Facebook. You'll see a picture of some rabbit heads on there. Uh, You can get Don at Don O'Neill at Windermere.com. We'll set that up. It's a Ron and Don sit down. Everybody's doing it.
0: Yeah. If you want to do a sit down, just write Ron. Ron at Windermere.com. Thanks for stopping by. We appreciate you. And don't forget, keep your head up, your shoulders back. And we'll see you for episode number 37 only on the Ron and Don Radio Network. Ron and Don. (laughs) You good? Yeah. Okay, let's get going.